and welcome back to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what's going on? Feeling great. Feeling great. Feeling great. Wow. We started baseball again. It really, it really has been a great week. It feels like it's been about 10 years long, but it's been it's been full of good things. Uh, like Scotty said, we do have Yankee baseball. Real, arguably real. Yankee baseball. Partially real. Things are real. <laughs> um, obviously, there were only two broadcasted, televised games this week. So, uh, and of course, they're spring training games. Not much to really take away from. They're just to get reps, but it's exciting as all hell anyway. So, I think it's worth talking about. Do you agree? Yes. So, um, let's hop right in. We'll go over some some notes that we have from the games this week then we have just a few little gossips and things that happened this week that i think are worth talking about trying to get in and out of here kind of quick not a rush though but kind of quick so the best way that i figured we could sort these are just by like who starts the game i know that they're mostly only in there for an inning two innings at most but just to just to figure them out um we're gonna start at the beginning of the week obviously so michael king threw our very first spring training game i saw someone on twitter that was like i'm never going on yankee facebook again and the first comment was i can't believe we threw michael king game one instead of garrett cole (laughs) (laughs) sir Oh, he's right. He's got a good point. He's got a good point. Ah. Why would we ever? Game one. Game one. Game one, you throw Michael King? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, So I don't have much um on King. He just seemed to have like a little bit of a struggle with control. He hit two batters. But I think one thing to note is that his off-speed pitch, his changeup looked really good for like someone who doesn't, I don't know. I don't think of him and think of his off-speed pitch. But um, I don't know. First day, first day jitters, you know. Do you think that has a lot to do with it? Yeah, I, I think that the situation is something new. I mean, you can go and do pitchers and catchers and even do live babies all you want, but you still – there still is, is always that weirdly connection that you have, and you kind of feel that it's not real. You can always sense – you can always sense that, that it's, it's not a real, real game between you and the batter. Yeah. When you're doing like live babies and then getting in that situation is always going to be a little, a little more different, but I feel like also he's not a pitcher. That's like, I'd say that we're really, we're expecting a flawless outing from. I also think um, now I get Michael King and Clark Schmidt and their experience and their labels from last year mixed up, but I'm pretty sure Michael King won an award for being like the the best kid at spring training, like MILB, like their minor league player. I'm sure there's official name okay. for it, and I'm not sure. And I I genuinely don't know if it was King or Schmidt, but I do know that they were the two big names coming out of the minors last year when we were looking for another rotation spot to be filled. It ended up being filled with Devi, who threw today, didn't have a great outing today, but the Yankees looked like shit today. We lost 15 to nothing today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but really, we're not even going to talk about that game. But um, <laughs> um, I think, um, you know, Schmidt is 
kind of trying to figure out where he falls uh, in the program. You know, is he going to make the major league roster? Is he going to spend another year in the minors to develop? And I'm sure that that also has an, an another pressure on him on top of it being the first game of the spring, you know, just cause it's the spring doesn't mean that there's no pressure. I mean, when we play there's- weird indoor games, we have pressure and that those games mean <laughs> absolutely nothing. Sometimes you're like, okay, we're going to play with five outs this inning or only one outfielder or whatever. Um, so I think, I think his uncertainty in his position on the team probably also played a little bit into it. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge thing that I don't know if, if people really, really fully understand about spring training is that there is so much pressure, but also so little pressure. You have people, they yeah. talked about it um, during the first game when they interviewed Luke Voigt. Oh. Like, they were like, hey, oh. we can get into Ungin that further. I mean, I, I really enjoyed that interview. But they were saying that, like, a spring training like this is almost relaxing because he's not competing for a spot like he was yeah. last year. Last year, I think it was him and, and Ford were competing. Mm-hmm. But basically, yeah, they were saying that, hey, now that you have this secured first base and spot, is it like a lot more relaxing? And I mean, for somebody like him, he doesn't have to worry about anything. He's just going to play and warm up. But for people mm-hmm. like King, who we saw very little of last year, and is not fully sure how many appearances he'd get. Spring training is a huge deal. That is a yeah. make or break opportunity. And it was a rough start to it, but um, I mean, I'm confident that the Yankees are giving him a few more chances in these um, to really fix him, fix himself back up. But yeah, again, that was, that was a tough spot. I feel like even though it was spring training, that's still a first game of everything. Yeah. And that, 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 we'll get a lot of pressure on somebody. But yeah, I agree. Um, the pressure, the non-pressure pressure in spring training is, is a weird situation, but hopefully we will see Michael King. I like King. Um, I like his personality. I think he's got a lot of possibility and potential on the mound, but um, moving on, I think one thing um, that stood out to me, this is going to be weird and nobody's probably going to remember it, but in the second inning, Glaber Torres made this not spectacular play, but like a play I, I'm not confident he would have made last year <laughs> up the middle. It was like a – he yeah, slid, a, and then it was like a spin. Change. Yeah, you know? And yeah. it's it's nice to see that he was in like a normal – his original like 2019 state. And um, he talked about it um, – I was going to talk about this later because Torres and the Yankees came up a few times this week. But he said there was a lot of times that he felt uncomfortable both defensively and offensively last year, but he's pretty confident that with like his time to prepare in this off season and stuff that he can get back to his 2018 form or not 2018. Why do I forget years? His, um, his 2019 (laughs) form. Um, and I believe him, you know, and I know that that's just like one play in one spring training game that probably every other shortstop in the league, most other shortstops in the league can make. It was still like, I didn't tense up and like, oh no, you know, I didn't have that moment. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, and we we spoke about this in other episodes that he's had the time now to to reflect and prepare, but also at the same time, now that we're going into a normal season, 
we don't know what that shorts like what his his mistakes were were a mm-hmm. cause of was it too much pressure was it you know a position he wasn't prepared for was it just the the season itself did that do something and i think now with the the time off he had to go and kind of prepare himself now getting into more of a normal year i think that he is a lot better of an opportunity and and i i i, I have more faith in him that he'll play like we know he can play rather than like he did last year. He also, that game, he hit a screaming double up the left field line. And I mean, that's, that's like the greatest feeling when like you were kind of like feeling in a slump. And I know everybody probably wants to think that like hitting a home run feels great. And yeah, it does. Um, But like you get like a good piece of the bat on the ball and it's like a a nice double and you get to just stand on second base. (laughs) Oh, Oh, so nice. So, um, definitely, of course, like, I think none of our starters have played more. Like, I think each of them have gotten like two at bats in their games. And then they get pulled for like friggin' Chris Gittin, Socrates Brito, you know, I mean, he started, <laughs> he Socrates did start today. Uh, but, um, I don't know. It, it's nice to see him with like the confidence and like, he acknowledges that he had an off year last year, which I think is always important to notice while like when Gary was talking about his off year, he kind of like, I don't want to say played like a victim, but he was like, I wasn't given the opportunity to like turn my swing around or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, you kind <laughs> of were, but, um, we have some, we have good things to say about Gary later, but, um, yeah, just good, good things out of Glaber. And I think that it is only fitting that our first base hit of the 2021, I know it's spring, but I'm going to call it the 2021 season, belonged to DJ. Just felt right. Yeah. Nice, like it, nice, it really little, <laughs> nice little flop single. Would not imagine it any other way. His brand at this point. It's, like. it's his whole brand, exactly. And then the only other two things that I wanted to talk about in the Michael King start kind of worked together. We hit two home runs. Um, Rob Brantley hit a two-run home run. And then Mike... Talkman, the sock man, hit a home run right after. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't see the talkman one. I I, saw I will the first say one, this, and then I went and I don't know what I wanted to do. I might have like grabbed a water, but I grabbed a water and you texted me and I did not see it. I will take it to my grave. And I know this is gonna get spicy because a lot of people are happy that we signed Brett Gardner. Mike Talkman is a cheaper, better, younger gardener. He's they're the same player. Talkman has great defense. Like he defends runs. Like he has more defensive runs saved than like anybody on the team right now, I think. And off and people, maybe people are gonna say his offense isn't right. Left-handed bat, we need that. And we're gonna talk about that later with Dietrich. And he's not worth, I mean, I think that he has the talent, but at the moment he would not be worth millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know, and I know that people are going to argue that we only paid 4 million for Guardy and that he should retire in front of fans. And that's great. And I agree, but Talkman is healthy, defensively strong, 
left-handed bat, which we need. You can't have a field like Yankee Stadium and have a heavy left-handed or heavy right-handed, sorry, lineup. It just doesn't make yeah. Yeah. it. Don't, yeah, it no, don't comprehend. It, that happened, yeah, you saw that last year, and it was, like, really confusing, but somehow still pulled off with it. But, yeah, no, they really they really shifted to that right-hand that right hand lineup, and I really don't know why. I mean, I feel like it was great when we had Didi. Mm-hmm. Didi did wonderful there. He, Hicks really, is he, a... he used the field. Hicks used the field. There are people it... that, that, that really used the field. And I know Brett Gardner is a lefty. And people are going to say that that's the argument against it. But I, I just, I think Mike Talkman deserves, and I know, I don't think we have space to have him. We don't have space to have him. Dietrich, you know, there's not, there's not, we have, we've had this issue since pre DD and they thought that getting rid of DD solved the problem. We have too much talent and not enough spots. So you need to start. As much as we don't want to, we're holding on to Miguel Andujar with all our lives. Where is he playing? Where is he going in pinstripes, you know? And you saw that you saw that last year. They're like, um, uh, le- left field, left field. Then you just start trying to figure out ways to get his bat in the lineup. And I get it. Like, I get why we want his bat in the lineup and why we want – like, I'm not saying these, these people are good. Our problem is that we're keeping – good guys and you're just like I don't know it's just when we're looking to get top pitching and we're only like uh here's our like 100 through 106th um like prospect there's a reason it's not it's not carrying the weight but if we're gonna be like okay let's say crazy crazy world we instead of blake's now going to the padres blake's now came here i'd kill myself but (laughs) um but if we wanted to be in that running you offer that the raise i mean oh god offering the raise okay let's switch this we're trying to go for you darvish i don't want to offer the raise nothing um you're going for you darvish you offer them what your 105th prospect or do you offer them someone like anduhar or do hard in that situation you can offer you might be able to offer honestly an outfielder like yeah if if you already were thinking about re-signing Gardner offer Talkman you know it's just I listen as a Yankee fan I don't want to get rid of these players I I personally think Talkman should be on the lineup and I mean we all are pretty comfortable with my opinions on Brett Gardner at the moment um (laughs) but like it's just, if we want, we have to, I don't know. We have to be more willing to get rid of people that, you know, Talkman played what? Like, I don't know if he played any games. Like, I don't know if he had any appearances last year. I'm not sure. Like, but why, why hold on to it? Why? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think that there are, I think people won't say that it is, but I think that there are some almost personal connections. I feel like Gardner, I feel like the reason would be that that last tour that they kind of want him to go on. Uh, I feel like in Duhar, I think people attach to his bat too much. They're we like, hey, are he has a really good bat. Yeah, but he can't throw five feet. We are so married to his one almost rookie of the year season 
that we can't see past it. And like, listen, I'm not a team, like I'm not a manager in any sense of the word. And maybe there is contractual benefits to keeping these people. I don't know. But looking from the outside, it just seems like we're holding on to memories and ideas of what people can be when there are people fulfilling those roles on the team already, you know, who are healthy, who are younger, who are prepared to continue their career here. And we're just like, um, hold on, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Um, but the one fun thing that came with those two home runs, which was where this conversation started was that they happened during Luke Voigt's interview. Those were the best. I want that man mic'd up every day. And you, you can get you can go in on like kind of what happened first, and then I want to talk about something after that as well. Um. So if anybody missed it, because no, yes didn't post it, MLB didn't post it. So he was on, he was um being interviewed by Michael K during that inning, and um when Rob Brantley hit his home run, he went, oh shit, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, I wasn't sure if he went oh shit or good shit. I think I think he went good shit. It might have it might have been good shit. But like he was just like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then um, when Mike Togman hit his afterwards, he was like, oh, the boys be bopping today. First of all, who says that? Who says <laughs> the boys are bopping today? But um, everywhere that posted it, they were just like Luke Voigt on the mic, and it's just like the boys are bopping today. And people are like, but but what do you say before that? <laughs> Excuse me, you're missing part of this. Um, I love the mid inning interviews they talked to Aaron Hicks during the Garrett Cole start and he was like I swear I'm trying to hit the ball like I (laughs) promise I'm trying to hit because he had two walks that game and I have some things to say about Aaron Hicks because I am a Hicks lover but um I think I think inning like mid-inning interviews and there was the Red Sox just posted a TikTok with um Michael Chavez mic'd up and it is so funny he's like yeah you know like i don't um i don't have much to say like i'm a pretty normal dude like things just be happening and then he like fielded a ball and he's like be cool be cool be cool and he flipped and he goes good flip good flip like i was saying like i don't really have much to say i'm like this is so funny this is amazing yeah and 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 the rays did it too with um brett phillips um yeah they they made they had an interview with him they go like hey what's it like now he goes people actually recognize me in my hometown that's (laughs) so funny they were uh, like, after the airplane thing, he, what happened? He was like, people yeah. know who I am. It's crazy. <laughs> he was also saying how him and Randy at Rose Arena have like a constant dance battle going yes! on. Yes. And it's the funniest part is that Rose Arena doesn't speak English. So he just at all. speak to him. He has no clue what he's saying. He's just, Balance, or by, by, by Larce? I think by Londo. By Londo. I think so. He speaks Spanish right now. Oh, how about Tesco? Um, like that's like all he says, and then Randy's like, "Oh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> because during that one, he was like yelling. He was like, "Hey, Randy, hey, Randy," and he's like looking at me. Goes, "We have dance contests, don't we?" And he was like, "I literally have no idea what you're saying." <laughs> <laughs> but um, you you said you had something else to say about the Luke Boyd yeah, interview. Yeah, these interviews are amazing because <laughs> they said it during the game, um, and they said how like these little Zoom meetings that they have really kind of take away from that person to person relationship. Like there's not like um you'll never see the um 
like the the athlete don't doesn't speak to a reporter you mm-hmm. speak to the zoom yeah like when they're when you can speak one-on-one to a reporter people have that relationship and then you're kind of getting that kicked out but i feel like with them doing it during a live game that kind of gives that opportunity to have that one-on-one um i also really enjoy how um that kind of gets them i mean we've been talking about this a lot we said that this is how the game's changing we're getting into the lives and the personalities of the athletes more and i think that we're realizing that those that the people aren't just athletes to do their job they're going they're they're having fun and yeah. enjoying everything that, that that's going on and you see it with all of them you see it with all mm-hmm. of their they, all of the interviews go on all the mic'd ups all of those are just are people having fun and i really think that that brings a whole nother level into the game where like people can see that it's not just like this slow moving game that people are just like robotic about exactly yeah they're i've always like mic'd up on like any sport like the football ones there's the one with the dolphins and he's like i can't find my mama i can't find my mama and you're like yeah yeah. this is funny this is good i've never really listened to a basketball one simply because i feel like it would be just full of heavy breathing and i don't want to hear that yeah but like golf ones are hysterical because like you just think of golf people and they're like so like ha 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 and then they're just like, shit. Um, yeah, there's but, a mix of that. And then also there's just so much downtime that they will talk about anything. Anything. <laughs> uh, but that's all I had for the Michael Kingstar. Did you have anything else for that one? So, yeah, I, I realized that during these games, I guess I've never really thought about it. never really listened to it. Is how much um, these these commentators really like reach for things because it, it, it is so much downtime. They're, they like mention the for king they're like hey he was born in warwick they did bring that up they just kind of they just kind of mentioned it like cool cool new england guy sick (laughs) yeah they're like Um, oh god we don't have anything to say about these guys yeah yeah um yeah but i think at the same time though is that kind of makes it seem a bit awkward but also they'll start talking about anything that's going on and i think that actually kind of helps the game where as I said, you're getting more of that personal side and mm-hmm. you're not just feeling like you're just listening to somebody say what's going on. Yeah. Uh, another thing from that game is uh, I realized how stacked the Blue Jays are when looking at the mm. lineup. And George uh, <laughs> Springer didn't even play that day. No, <laughs> no. So that's cool. That's great. I mean, we've been talking um, about it literally <laughs> since last season ended because they were the first team we talked about. Yeah. That's a good ass team. That's yeah. a good ass team. I think that we saw uh, a strong start from Frazier. Yes. He started and left that game. I did I also want to say you guessed right how they were going to do their infield with Simon. 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 No, Biggio is at third. Simon was at second. Bichette's short. And Guerrero's first, yeah. Great work. Just wanted to compliment <laughs> you for that one. Because I was like, Thank I don't you. know how they're going to do this. And you're like, I got it. And I was like, <laughs> no. I think um, um, another thing from Frazier that we saw, uh, I think he had, I mean, a solid start. Uh, but again, nothing special. I mean, we it took us a little bit to get going. What was it, second or third inning when DJ yeah. got the hit? 
Yeah. But then uh, I think he only got one, but he was he only got one hit. Frazier got one hit, I should say. Um, it was a pretty solid hit, but he had a good chance in left, and he did he got he had a nice throw in to home from left. Like it wasn't. I don't think there's like any of a threat, but it was a uh-huh. good throw. It was a good throw, and I'm excited to see more from him. Same. Um, somebody asked Boone in a press conference. They were like, "Oh, so what was Clint Frazier like when he found out that he was a Golden Glove finalist?" And Hoke's tweet was like, "Boone chokes on water." <laughs> Said he didn't let anybody not know. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it love it um yeah listen where clint frazier stands here we just want to see him succeed um the garrett cole start um so cole didn't have a great start but like it's spring training and it's so funny to see and i never know if i should take people serious or think they're joking but they're like cole suck today and i'm just like it is it is day one of spring training training. and like i'm like okay maybe they're kidding maybe they're kidding but then i'm like oh god i really i don't know and normally i can read people's tone on the internet and in messages or whatever but like this one i was like i don't know man um (laughs) so it's whatever but um i did want to say before like right before the broadcast started i had it on and david Cohn (laughs) said that Aaron Boone and AJ Hinch should have fought WWE style before the game. (laughs) (laughs) Out of pocket. Because they they asked him about it. They were like, you know, is there going to be like any bad blood? And Boone's like, oh, no, I'm over it. We're going to be fine. And I'm just like, nah, fam. No. Uh Uh-uh. Fight. Fight, fight, fight. But, um. (laughs) Oh God, that would have been so funny. Um, sticking on the pitcher side of it, because we'll get to the um, offensive side of it in a second. Tyon was able to come in in the second, and he crushed it. He threw oh, yeah. seven pitches. Seven pitches. And I saw some pitching ninja is oh so active. They did a comparison of him the last time he pitched and then this time, and he's really shortened up his arm action. He doesn't go down and around as far. Um, and he looked great. Ball moved great. Cole said he looked really sharp, much more efficient than me. I'm sure he's happy. I was happy for him as well. The Yankees that's, made that's this little gonna... video of besties, bestie vibes only bestie vibes. Yeah, only. exactly. I feel like, I feel like that's going to be a fun part of the season. I feel like last year, we didn't like have Cole, that. Yeah, I felt like Cole almost felt out of place. Yeah. Even though that I was agree. Kind of half the team was out of place. Like we yeah. had a lot of new people. But now that I think that now that his buddy's here, uh, <laughs> we're seeing more personality out of Cole. I mean, but I feel like we didn't, nobody really tried to get that out of Cole. Yeah. I think they, they were like, they really, how's being, pitching going? Yeah. He's being like, bah, somebody bah, bah, bah. who they spent so much money on, he's going to be here for so long. I think that people took him really serious last year. Mm-hmm. They're like, be, yeah, pitch, pitch, pitch well, pitch well. Yeah, yeah, we're just going yeah. to be over here, away from you. You do your thing. Exactly. Now we're kind of we're kind of getting more into it. Uh, I think he's becoming more comfortable, especially with, with Jameson here. Um, yeah, I really I really like that that relationship that they have. It's, it's really fun. fun. It's, really it's fun. fun. 
Like every time I see him, I'm like, bestie vibes only. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you guys are so happy. Um, let's talk about Gary. Um, so he caught Cole. Everybody was like, Cole threw bad because he was thrown to Gary. Listen, do I follow that train of thought? Yes, but also it was just the first game of spring training. I'm not ready to blame it all on Gary yet. Yeah. Let's wait a little bit. It did hurt my heart that Gary was catching and Higgy was DHing. I was like, oh, so close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, you know, he looked agile enough behind the plate. And let's talk about it. He had his first home run that game. Uh f- first home run. Cause he's had more than one. He's already so productive. Um did you get, uh, I don't know if you saw, did you see the video comparing his swing from last year to this year? No, I did not see that one. It is so much more compact and quicker. His hands were lagging yeah. a little bit last year. And I think that that was, the thing is, just looking at it last year, maybe you couldn't pinpoint exactly what was wrong. But seeing, you know, his home run swing from that day to his swings from last year, his hands are much quicker to the ball. He gets to his power V a lot quicker. Um, I respect it is in the same, in the same breath though, it is spring training. So, you know, we're saying the same thing about our pitchers are our pitchers throwing their best games. No, but I don't know. It's nice to see. It's good, yeah. It's good to see him not go and strike out every time. Exactly. How refreshing he made some mm-hmm. contact. Also, that day, that was the day that Aaron Hicks was interviewed. He had two walks. I love that Hicks walks. His on base percentage is through the roof. And I think that that is super important because, cool, great, now you can hit all these home runs. But if you have no one on base, it's just one run, just done more efficiently. But if you can get guys on base, if you can get Hicks on base, if DJ can get on base, that's how that's how you score runs. And people were a little mad. Boone this week said that he envisions Hicks, Aaron Hicks, to be our number three hitter. And I think that that makes complete sense. What about you? I'm trying to think of our order. In number a perfect one, world, one, two, three would be DJ, DJ. Judge. Hicks, Voight. Voight. I mean, you could do, and then after Voight, what five you could Ursella? do? Or Geo, Glaber, Clint, Gary. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But like, we'll see. but those those are gonna be your top three or top four. So I yeah. feel like what is that? Righty, righty, lefty, righty. Yep. I feel like that's probably the smarter move to throw a lefty in there than going straight your first four, your first, even your first inning. Just right, right, all right. Righties. Yeah. And they asked him about that too. They were like, you know, do you feel any like additional pressure being the only left-handed back currently on like the active major league roster? And he's like, I'm just doing whatever I can to help the team. I feel like at that point, that's a bit, that's a bit weird of a question. Yeah. Do you feel pressure? Cause you're a lefty at, trying to hit the ball. No, I, I feel pressure because I want to get paid millions of dollars to play baseball. I don't care <laughs> if I'm standing left, that. right. I don't care if I'm standing left, right, or center, man. I just want the money. I feel pressured because there's uh, 
hundred thousands of people watching me. Maybe that's a little. (laughs) (laughs) That's the pressure. Um, But people are like, I don't think that he should hit three. He has, in my brain, right? Your three hitter is the end of your table setters, but is also, it's like a transition sentence from your intro to your body paragraphs, right? He can get himself on base, but if your leadoff or your two batter hits a double or there's some runners on second and third, he can also drive them in, you know, he, his walk, like his ability to walk and get himself on base. I think like, that's such a big, if DJ gets out, judge gets out. I have a lot of faith in Aaron Hicks having a good at bat or figuring his way onto first base, you know, and that's a big, like emotional booster, like confidence booster for the team, you know? Yeah. I feel like looking at it that way, you're going and their idea of seeing that is, as you said, let's say DJ gets out. Let's say judge gets out. you still have a very good probability with um, Hicks's on base percentage. Get on, at least give that, that be a two run home run that their goal is for void. Exactly. They're kind of securing that it's going to be they they they're securing as much as possible to get that to be at least a two run and just extending the you know going down even in spring training the first game we went down one two three like the first four innings and I was just like oh, this sucks even though it's yeah. spring training like watching people go down one two three sucks but at least with him batting three you're like maybe we're not going to go down one two three you know we got a little a good shot here. I'm I'm all for Aaron Hicks being our three hitter. We also hit a grand slam this game. Chris Gittin. Do I know anything about the man? Apparently he plays first base. Really anybody know anything about that man? <laughs> so uh that's cool. Great job, man. Good work. That's not um, gonna take that's not gonna grab your spot. I'm sorry. Hate to break <laughs> it to you. Face. It was in like the you last inning. 19 more of those. Yeah, you really gotta start catching up. I think it was Michael K brought up. It was really funny. They uh, they were like, ah, oh, yeah, it's Derek talking about Derek Dietrich. They're like my body double. Oh yeah, I heard that. He was like, I look just like that underneath my suit. I was like, <laughs> Michael. Um, I think yeah, I think that we saw they really weren't able to go and and Dietrich didn't do a whole bunch. Um, I don't think was that the one he started. I think it's game two. So. Um, I can check. Give me a second. Um. I can check the lineup cards that we post every day yeah, on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yep. So yeah, he's that was the day he started. He started a third that day, which I think is is a big part. Is I didn't realize like now that I think about it, is he's so big for backups he, for our team. He is mad versatile, versatile. Yes, I don't has, know how to say that word. He has five spots that he can fill. Yeah, but they were more referencing him. They were seeing how his swing really works at. The Bronx, Yankee Stadium, all of his, all of his big hits, all of his big home runs, mainly against the Pirates. There's a lot of beef there. Um, there's a lot of beef there. All been to right field, and yeah. so now he has to do half of that distance and still get a home run. Um, they also uh, talked about how, I think this was an interview with him. Yeah, are you talking about the one that he had shorts on? I know yeah. that's a weird question, but I'm yeah. glad you knew the one yeah. I was talking about. So it was they interviewed with him and they were saying and they were comparing him to how Tyone uh, reacted to, to wearing the to putting the uniform on. And I really am happy to see that both of them were very excited 
to go and put the pinstripes on. I literally have the same quote. <laughs> but, same brain. Yeah, but Dietrich was then kind of disappointed wearing the day two unis because <laughs> uh, besides the first day of spring training, the Yankees wear their full pinstripes, but after that they wear the pinstripe pants with a navy top or whatever. Honestly, a pretty solid alternate. Yeah, but it's that's why Dietrich was like, yeah, but it's still not the pinstripe. So yeah. I mean, hurt a little bit, but I of think it's still a big thing. I think what I took away from that interview that really caught my eye is this is the quote, right? We've had some conversations in years past. Anyone who has played baseball has dreamt of wearing the pinstripes. Second part, 100% true. First part caught my eye. <laughs> Uh, we've had conversations in years past. Sir, we didn't even know you were showing up to camp until uh, you showed up. <laughs> so you're telling, you're telling me this has possibly almost happened before? Wild. Wild. Could have used them last year. Yeah, and listen, I, we all know I love Tyler Wade. But damn, Derek Dietrich is a solid 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 backup can play literally he's like a buffer dj who can play third base actually nope i take that back because dj cannot play short he's more versatile than dj dj's like i can play third base a little bit and i can play the right side of the infield dietrich can play all infield positions and if we absolutely was so desperate for an outfielder he could pop out there and he's got a left-handed bat. That's yeah, my biggest draw is that he's got yeah, a powerful left-handed bat. Yes. Cause yeah, Tyler Wade's a left-handed bat, but good try, and buddy. We, and, and we talked about that before. We talked about that over last episode, two episodes or whenever, whenever he, whenever we first realized it was, <laughs> it was probably two or three episodes ago, I realized. Um, but we talked about that with how he's going to probably be used. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to use Tyler Wade as a direct backup, like replacement wise. Yeah. Because they like how he is in his spot now with kind of being just that little contact hitter at the end of the game. And I think that it'd be a very good idea. No, hint, hint, go Yankee. Like, come on, Yankees. Uh, <laughs> to <laughs> if go the Yankees and use are him listening. And um, go and use him as, use Dietrich as like the straight backup. If yeah. somebody gets hurt, somebody needs a day off, put Dietrich in. So then you're gaining a bat. And yeah. you're also like, you're, you can still use Wade in that position because he's I agree. very productive in that position. And people are saying, I didn't, I didn't pay much attention to Jay Bruce. I saw him make like one play in left field. People are like, Jay Bruce and Dietrich should both be on the starting lineup. I agree with you 50%. Dietrich should be on the starting lineup. Or not the starting lineup, the forty man, the 40 whatever man, lineup. Yeah. Um, I didn't really do. Jay Bruce didn't do anything for me. He didn't do anything against me. He still has all of spring training, but like I was just like, he makes one catch at the wall, and you guys are like, yes. I I don't have any anything to say about him. I literally have no notes about him. I did not give him a second thought this week, but whatever. I feel like you can't you can't be too too quick to jump because. One game, one play is, is exactly. Money. I mean, you can't you can't actually see. I mean, for all that we know, it looks like Gary's gonna be phenomenal this year. I Great point. Can't, can't say that he will be, 
you can't say he won't be, but you, you can't jump to these conclusions because you very much know how Gary can be. Exactly. Really quick on the two non-broadcasted games. First of all, I think it is absolutely ridiculous that the Yankees were playing at Steinbrenner Field at night with Corey Kluber on the mound, John Carlos Stanton making his first start of spring training, Guardy's first start too, and it was not broadcasted. It was not even on the radio. It was nowhere. That's that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I had to wait to see video of Corey Kluber put, pitching, video of Gary Sanchez hitting his second home run. Video. It took me until like this morning to see the video of Derek Dietrich's home run. This morning, Thursday morning. Absolutely ridiculous. But that's that's another issue. Um, one last thing on the nod broadcasted games, and then we'll get to just some general quick little Yankee news. Gio Rochella got to play today. He played third base. He hit. He went over two, but nice to know that he played. He's, yeah, let's say it's not like he had a, he had a clear comeback. <laughs> yeah, baby, baby steps. Um, but just some general Yankee news. Um, the one thing that was kind of big this week was that Boone took a medical leave. Um, so he's out of the hospital today. He went, he was there overnight Wednesday to Thursday. He's out Thursday. He had to get a replacement pacemaker or a new pacemaker or something about a pacemaker. Yes. That, that's really all that I know as well. <laughs> um, so he's out. Um, I don't think we'll see him again until next week, probably just to be safe, but good to know he's healthy. Yeah, but I, I- I did like how, how he was he was excited to come back. He was like, yeah. hey, yo, I need to go and get this done. I'll be back in like three days. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no <laughs> I, recovery I can go time. I coach in like a few days if you want me to. <laughs> yeah. Um, one Honestly, other... give, losing 15 to nothing, you might come back a little bit sooner. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I don't blame him for missing this one. Um, earlier this week, it came out that uh, Glaber Torres and the Yankees haven't discussed an extension yet. I mean, he's not... Tatis I mean he's a good shortstop but he's not Tatis so there's no need to start talking about it so early I think we'll see it I think halfway through the season I, I, I do think, think ha- that depending on how how this season goes I mean again his that is last true year really didn't help him if he if he's in improves this year that he can be our shortstop then I can see an extension coming <laughs> I agree I think if he's even close to his 2019 form this year I think he'll get extended if he's closer to his 2020 form. Not sure. Um, But definitely something to keep an eye on. The one other Yankee thing that I have is that Luis Severino is predicted to be throwing off of the mound this week. The the mound. Does he even know where the pitching mound is anymore? (laughs) Wow. This This is so quick. This is so quick. People were like, "Ah, oh, three weeks into the season," like that was that was like that was like the the idea. People were like, "Oh, he's gonna come back like I a mean, few weeks into the season," but I mean now, I mean yeah, of course he's not gonna be coming back extremely soon. But he's still he yeah. They're probably he flat grounds a week ago. He was yeah. just playing catch a week ago, and he's already planning on going on the mound. That's a huge jump. They're probably gonna start with just fastballs. Probably avoid the changeup was what what bothered him, right? It wasn't even like his curveball or anything. I think it was his changeup that alerted him to the pain. So I think they'll work slowly into any of his movement pitches or his off speed pitches. 
I think the reason that it's going to take him three weeks is that I don't think he's going to see a batter for a yeah, little bit. I think, yeah, I think at this point, I mean, he's moving extremely fast, but there's they don't want to rush very, it. There's still a very long way to go. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm excited to see his work throughout the spring training and throughout like the beginning of the season and whenever he does join us. Um, it is just really exciting to finally be able to talk about Luis Severino in a positive way, in a positive pitching way. And that's just great. Just great things. Um, do you have anything else about the Yankees? Not about the Yankees. No. All right. I've got one thing within the league. Do you have more than one thing within the league? I have like four. Trey Mancini played his first game after recovering from colon cancer. He singled in his first at bat to center field and received a beautiful, beautiful standing ovation. I'm just the inner ex sports journalist wannabe in me is just in love with this story and could follow it literally all year long because it is absolutely beautiful. And I'm so happy for him. Yeah. We, we talked about it before. It's so much, this is not, a player at this point when he when he's he's out there yeah he's going out there for the game people i feel like i mean of course they're still going to see him as a player I, I, he wants to be seen as a player but i think they'll still be see him as somebody to respect for what he did and what happened what happened to him and how how you know he's recovered from that i think that that's a huge thing um i think that's a good thing that he's on the orioles so there won't be much too uh it's not a threat other attention going on yeah <laughs> He's not competing for the attention at all. There was a quote out um, just earlier this week, just a few days ago, from Hugh Darvish. He said, quote, my biggest joy in life is bringing the pitches I envision in my mind into reality. This motherfucker. Um, He has 11 different pitches now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He is. He's out of this world. I think he just like, I think he has the reality infinity stone. (laughs) <laughs> and he just manipulates reality to work exactly to his pitch. Like, I don't get how, how you just are like, ah, let's do another pitch. He's like, um, I'm actually pitch. seeing this one let's go loop-de-loop <laughs> in the air, upside down. Uh, he is an anomaly. I mean, I could imagine probably growing up, he probably got into the league knowing five to six pitches, but then he's extended it from there. To pitches that, like, nobody else throws i don't think there's a list what? of what he throws because i don't think people have names for what he I was, like what other pitcher has more than five pitches yeah imagine being the catcher i could not <laughs> i simply could not so yeah there's that and then somebody made a joke they're like how are you even gonna play him on the show like you don't have the right you don't have enough buttons to go and get all there's not enough buttons <laughs> You have to go to page two and then do more. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, another thing that happened, uh, Shohei Atani, he made a comeback uh, as a batter. I don't know if he's made his pitching debut yet, um, but he went and skied one way far, like probably close to Gary far. Wow. Um, I saw also- some tweet that was like, Shohei Otani is the best player in the world right now. And someone was like, he's not even the second best player on his team. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, one thing I think is funny is how different 
all of the stadiums are for spring training. Like, I mean, not just like each, each stadium, but I mean, the ones in Florida, the ones in Cali, the ones mm-hmm. all over the place are so you could just see from the background, you can see the Florida ones very much look like kind of minor, like not really minor league, but very much just like a smaller small budget. Stadium. They're in small. Arizona, not California. It's Arizona. I knew it was, it yeah. was okay. Whatever. Um, but like, but yeah, see, they're you can kind of see, it feels like Florida in the Florida ones in the, in the Arizona ones, they feel like more of an actual stadium. Yeah, I mean, it's really funny to see the difference there. It looks, I feel like the uh, the ones in Arizona must feel a lot more competitive because it feels more real than this. Yeah, it's like oh, I, I might Florida. actually see starting like starting players play here. Like if I saw Aaron Judge at Steinbrenner, I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks like a, a practice, honestly. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, of course, a lot of people have gone and started playing so far in this in this week. We saw good things from Javi Baez. He had a, mm-hmm. Sorry, not Javi Baez. Well, yeah, he did well. But Jock Peterson hit a home yeah. run in one of his first games with the Cubs. Honestly, it feels weird to see Jock Peterson in, in a Cubs uniform. <laughs> I don't know. He just It just is a weird sight. Um, Snell went and made his debut. And- <laughs> sorry, just a reaction. And uh, that's, again, still a super team. Uh, and then Arenado made his debut in red. Super whack to see. So weird to see. And so wild. I realize that that's going to be like, a, like a, a solid threat of a team because they made the playoffs last year. Yeah. And now you add Arenado. And you add Arenado. I, I feel like forgot they made the playoffs last year. <laughs> because I don't think they got very far, but yeah, I think they were um, done in the wild card series. Yeah, but now they added that. I feel like that's gonna be an extra threat. Yeah. Um, and then finally, news just broke today: Jackie Bradley Jr. moving I over know. to the Brewers. I know. Weird. Red Sox really just clearing. House. Well, the Red Sox were all were never planning on bringing him back in free agency. He just took a really long time to figure out where he was going. Yeah. Very I mean. Long time. <laughs> If Christian Yelich puts up a good off like offensive season, I mean, his 2019, I'm pretty sure this is the year I mean to talk about, when it was either between him or Bellinger for MVP, that whole team was good. They made the playoffs. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if, if Christian Yelich puts up an MVP-esque, maybe not even a full MVP season, just like flashes of it, that team has a, has a shot. Yeah, and they because they still have Josh Hader. If they get rid of yes. Hader, then they got an uh, issue. Uh, <laughs> I think there was also just a post now that he is um, over with Milwaukee. Um, but I think that they were saying that now the um, Brewers and the Dodgers are the only two teams with a gold glove outfield. Yeah, Both teams, their outfield have won a gold glove within the last like three years, four years, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like that's that's like it's kind of like a fun fact there. I honestly feel like Jackie Bradley Jr. Mm, I wouldn't say that he's really going to I think that he might have a he might have an impact on the team, but I don't think it's going to I don't think he's going to have an, a huge offensive impact. But I think defensively as much as I, I, I don't like how much he just has to leap all the fucking time. 
he does he does glove a lot of balls you know offensively he's not a huge addition but defensively that's a big plus i'm just watching a video now of soto going and talking about players like he talked about the soto shuffle and about that but i can't listen to that but uh, he was also asked of like play- players who he watched, who he watches. Um, Tatis, Trout, um, yes, Acuna. <laughs> I, I only thought of Albies and I couldn't think of Acuna. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, those are the big three for him. I think that that's like. Could you imagine that group chat? Ronald Acuna Jr., Francisco, <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, just like young, like the young stars, Aaron Judge, Pete Alonso. I thought you were gonna say just just the four. Tim Anderson. It's gonna be the four of them. You have Soto. I mean, the four of the four of them would also be a spectacular group chat. But then, like, I I feel like honestly, I feel like that'd be really funny because I feel like most of they just speak in Spanish to each other, and then Mike 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 Trout would never speak in it. I'm convinced Mike uh, Trout does not have a phone. (laughs) He'd be like, "So the Eagles, right?" Um, (laughs) But do you have anything else? Those are all that I had. All right. So we've got another full week of spring training ahead of us. Hopefully with most of the game broadcast, most of the games broadcasted. Let's use the right words here. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to see lineup cards, daily scores, I post all of that on our Instagram. Um, I work really hard on those and I really like how they turn out. So you can check them out at, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can check them out at pinstripe.podcast if you want to see what we're talking about. Um, And if you could like and share and do whatever you can to interact with the show, that would be awesome. It makes us feel good. Hopefully it makes you feel good. All the good things. Um, But that is it, it for us this week. We will see you next Friday. This has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye.